Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007. 9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ms. Clara Nicolosi, I'm going to read you or tell you about a report I saw the other day that there are two days in your life that are the most dangerous. The day that you're born is the most dangerous. And the next most dangerous is the day you retire. Why do you think that would be? Well, that's a great question. You know, I think for those, you know, you know, I've had great conversations about this, Dennis. I think for those who who wait a lifetime to retire might wait too long. You know, we need to be living while we can still live while we're still young enough. You know, we talked about the picture on Facebook where, you know, the the older couple sitting in the back of a chariot type horse-drawn carriage and they're sound asleep rather than enjoying the sights because they're just tired. And I, I would hope that that we don't get to that spot. Let's, let, let's love life now and, and enjoy all of our days. Let, let's talk about living life to the greatest in Hot Springs Village. How about that? Totally. You know, we live in North America's best kept secret. And because of that, we have a lot of folks that have elected to work from home. We have a lot of folks that have moved into what they considered their retirement home early because through the pandemic, they were given opportunities to work from home and what a better place to do it on a golf course or a scenic mountain view, or maybe even one of our lakes. So we're, we're seeing a lot of that. And that's actually driving housing prices up. What, I mean, I think you were going to talk about that, weren't you? Well, I had seen a report in, uh, I think it was uh, Bloomberg the other day that they said as much as 40% of home price valuations had come from the fact that people could work from home, which it's the new office. And, and in that same article, they also mentioned that even as we, and I use air quotes here, return to work, uh, you and I never quit working. I didn't notice. <laughs> I never I never saw a week you and I were in the pandemic going, okay, well, let's just sit home a little while. And uh, yeah, but as we return to work that at a bare minimum, most people are still working one day a week. Well, you've got to have a home that is you know, congruent with that, that will let you work from home. Are, are you, I, I would have thought, and this is just me, what I know about real estate. I would have thought that as we move through the baby boomer generation, that our number of homes and bedrooms and the homes would have gotten smaller. Is, are you seeing that or are we using it for an office or what's going on? I think you're seeing a combination of things. I think those with large families still want large homes to be able to entertain and house their entire family. I, I think there are those that are in the downsize and they don't want to have to clean that 4,000 square foot home. I, I, I think you're seeing a combination. Hmm. But when you talk about housing prices going up because of the pandemic or because of folks working at home, I think it circles back and it works very well with that person or the, that couple that, pr that 
decided not to retire, was able to work from home. So now I can work from home, that home that I was going to retire to, and now I can make it exactly what I want. Mm. Now I can get the flooring I want. I want these new countertops. How about let's upgrade these appliances? Let's do the things to the house. And I think that's driving some of our housing prices is to get exactly what we want because this is where we're going to be. We're going to work here our 40 hours or whatever a day, uh, a week, and we're going to live here. So I want exactly what I want. And, and as Miss Pat would say, Miss Pat Bollier, <clears throat> we would joke and say, well, this is our forever house. We're staying here forever. And Pat says, no, one of you is going to leave before the other one. We just don't know which one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So well, what's the, what's the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, please. No. Well, I was going to say, you know, the trend in our community is you get your first home, then you get your big home. <laughs> then you finally decide to downsize because it's too big. So I, I was just going to share that. Well, and, and Diane and I joke, we'll watch House Hunters International, okay? And, uh, well, what do you do? Well, uh, I'm a tiddlywinks consultant, and I'm a, a wallpaper hanger, and we can hang our wallpaper remote, and our maximum budget is $3,800 a month, <clears throat> but we're moving to Thailand, and we want to work halftime, and then they get to the place, and it's enormous, and they go, oh, I just don't think both of us can fit in this kitchen at the same time. We, we mock these people. Well, okay, to, to, to mock a villager for a little bit. Well, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to buy that 4,000 square foot house on the lake. That's 2,000 on the top, 2,000 on the bottom. And when the kids come, when the kids come, they're just going to stay in the bottom. And, and after a few years, you're like, you know, the kids don't come like they used to anymore. <laughs> no. And there's a place at the end of the street called the Village Inn, and they have exactly. rooms down there, too. <laughs> exactly. So the rest of the time, we don't have to clean the downstairs. Exactly. Well, or there's a vacation rental on my street. I bet I can get that when the kids are here. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, an on-camera note about something I needed to talk to you about off-camera. I wanted to chat. I still want to do a show with Cindy. We had lunch the other day. Cindy is your, your uh, short and long-term rental manager. And we were talking about the number of units that have changed on the market. When we started talking and doing this show a couple of years ago, there were 260, 280 units. There's nearly 480 now. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll just get an Airbnb, it's like minting money in it. There's a lot more competition than there was two years ago. And I wanted to interview Cindy about that, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. I'd love for you to do that. Yeah. Especially with the the nightly rentals, that, the complexities of it and all the twists and turns that we've seen just in our community in the last couple of months over nightly rentals. Absolutely. And it seems to be getting more complex. It really does. Everybody's wanting to kind of, it's an, uh, it was like eBay, you know, for a while, well, do you charge sales tax on eBay? Well, then they figured out a way how, you know, and just like with, with short-term rentals, well, do you tax them? Do you legislate them? Then they figure out a way how, you know, they'll, they'll be there, but I digress. I've gotten us around. I'm sorry. Tell me about the market in the village for September and what's going to happen in October. You think? Well, let's talk about 2022. Let's do a snapshot of 2022. When I look at the average price of homes sold, we're at 317,000, which is huge. Because if I compare it to last year, we're up almost $38,000 for an average price of homes sold. Which is now, what, our, what, 12%? 10 to 12%? You've got the calculator. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the calculator. <laughs> yeah. Probably about 12, 12 and a half. Absolutely looking wow. at it. In a, in a year. In a year. In a year. And then, but the unique part of that is we're down in numbers of homes sold. 509, same time frame. This was through the end of August mm -hmm, yeah. uh, compared to 
548 last year. So we're down 39 homes. But I, 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 I'm laughing. I went and got the calculator. But when I multiply the number of homes sold compared to the average price, we're up $12 million in homes sold. Oh, excuse me, $9 million in, in the overall value of homes sold to the price of the homes this year compared to last year. I think that's a big number for our community. That's a huge number for our community. And, and there's a couple of things that play into that, obviously, all rising prices. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I, and we didn't haven't talked about this, but the, I see a lot of times we're talking about the, um, excuse me, we're talking about it, it was a joke at one point, NIMBY, you know, don't build in my backyard, not in my mm-hmm. backyard. And and then the the phrase in California, and I'm trying, I don't know what the anachronism is for it, but never build anything near my house anytime, anywhere, any day. <laughs> and, you know, you, you've said on the show many times before, we're looking for 7 million new units. Well, if if everybody has the never build anything, which is, it seems to be the mindset, Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to complain about house prices going through the roof. It's your own problem, right? I mean, and now places where we are, I think we have an excellent climate. You know, I, I want to just flash back just for a minute and, and remember two years ago, you and I had conversations in, on, on village venues and other formats that I've had. We had conversations <clears throat> about uh, people not buying here because we didn't have internet. That's not even a discussion. We don't even bring that topic up anymore to speak of. Do you hear that anymore? Yeah, I don't think it's as big as a problem. Now, we still have a few areas that folks are having to MiFi on to get mm-hmm. better. Signal. But boy, I know that First Electric has started their East End project and that's coming. And and personally, I, I can't wait because I'll be a part of it right here at Remax. They're going to offer great speeds, great service at, at a fixed price. So I, I'm looking forward to that. But I know for a fact they're laying lines outside the East Gate right now. Well, and let me come back in a little five-mile high view for that real quick. <clears throat> super close and super far. You guys are located at the corner of Ponce and DeSoto, major intersection there right at, at, at on the uh, west on the east end, right past Balboa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I, I, I'm familiar with your scenario because you're using AT&T U-verse, which they're right. trying to discontinue. And because of where you're at, you have a speed that I've not seen anywhere else in the village. <clears throat> you have 100 meg or something like that, which by today's standards, is good but not great and by fiber standards that's going to be really slow kind of it's about a quarter of what the base number you could buy and that's for an entire business it, that that market is changing tremendously too so i guess what i'm saying is the the people who might want to work from home it's going to be even easier you know it'll be so much easier and even even from a television perspective, more people are streaming, more people are doing their Hulus and their Discovery Pluses and the different things like that. They'll have the ability to do that. You sure don't want to do that from your MiFi. I'm beginning I, to I'm beginning to see, and I think you are too. There was a NFL game the other day that was only broadcast on Amazon, and there was great gnashing and squealing of teeth. There were what? There were what? 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 And if you remember the last, uh, <clears throat> the last uh, uh, Razorback game, the game before last, mm-hmm. uh, it was only streamed. Uh, if, if you could see it on particular certain channels, if you wanted to buy a hundred dollar network, but other than that, you had to stream. And you wonder why? I mean, Clara, I've done six, and I imagine we're planning a seventh. Six sold out standing room only classes for the Lifelong Learning Institute about streaming because. That's where we're going to watch any channel, anytime, any day, anything that you want to see and zip past the commercials. 
and pay a, pay another $3 a month and not have to watch commercials or whatever. Our world has changed so much in just the last two years. And I'm not talking about just here in the village, just nationally. I, I see people, <clears throat> I can see the kind of the glimmer in their eyes. I see mm-hmm. the California people that move here and go, we've been missing this the whole time. Now, yeah, it's hotter than it is in California and maybe it's more humid, but it's a quarter of the living expense. It's, you know, we're living like kings when we were getting by in California. You're seeing that too, I'm assuming? Absolutely. And we are so blessed because our extreme weathers are very limited. If we're going to have, you know, a little bit of a winter, it's very limited time frame. If we're going to have an extreme summer, normally it's a little bit of, of a moment. But then that brings our beautiful late Septembers and Octobers. And the thing that's best for our community are the golfers Mm -hmm. and more golf tee times and, you know, the things that that make our little planet Hot Springs Village turn that, you know, just lights us on fire. Matter of fact, we were talking about nightly rentals earlier. October's crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, I, and I had I talked to Tom Heffer who with the, the golf department, and he was saying that they're holding steady. And and basically, Kelly Hale had come on a few weeks ago and was talking about redoing the Balboa golf course and, and replumbing it. And he was saying that the golf competition is so tight right now. But, <clears throat> you know, if we asked them, and this was midsummer, if we asked them to come do the sprinkler system, that it would be twenty late 2023, early 2024 before they could even get to it because of such the resurgence in golf. And when, during the pandemic, it was one of the things you could get outside and do exactly. as, as opposed to sit inside and watch YouTube or whatever, you know. I definitely think that it has a, a following already, and I think there's a new following. I think yeah. people are understanding, well, I can get out. I can stretch my legs. I can get some fresh sunshine and it might actually be fun. And for some there's beer involved. So <laughs> I, I personally think, <clears throat> excuse me. I personally think there's an aspect to golf that people, if you look at golf from the outside, you're like, eh, yeah, whatever. You know, we, we had uh, uh, Larry Rhodes on with the bowling alley, the new Liberty lanes. And, and I realized I don't bowl often and I don't golf often, but I realize also there's a piece of that pie that most people don't tie in. And that is there's a huge socialization factor. You know, you're, you're playing golf and it's with a group of buddies and it's just a few weeks till they're your buddies. You know, that's who you call when you have a flat tire because they're who, you know, you know, I think we miss that socialization sometimes. Well, and don't you think because of the pandemic that we were so closed down that we didn't have it? And I totally agree with you. Even the pickleball socialization, what a great organization. And the the the, the tennis folks, I mean, we just have we have such a great community that are involved in so many things and they want to stay active and they want to stay busy and they want to keep healthy and they find unique ways that fit in their lifestyle. And I love that. I do. I do too. And and frankly, as a, as an outsider coming in until 10, 12 years ago, I would always come down here and see, I'd see a a, a nice looking lady behind the counter at the golf course. And I'm thinking she's got to be in her seventies. And this is still a beautiful woman. Is this the fountain of youth? How do these people do this here? And part of it is, is that everybody stays active and everybody's health conscious and everybody's even, even those that aren't health conscious are at least a little more health conscious, if that makes sense. Totally. Well, and they might be downtown getting some of those good waters from the hot springs too. That couldn't hurt. Maybe that is our view. <laughs> Maybe that is it. Well, I was going to ask, 
we, we always come back to the same topics. We talk, we talk about people coming in from the outside. We talk about home values rising, which is a wonderful thing. And look, let's be frank, 12% year over year. To us, that is unbelievable. Yes. Seattle, eh, mm. about, about par, about par, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing, right? Right. Um, and, and because that's such a huge impact to us, I, I have to ask the same question I ask every month. How are the cash buyers affecting this? Is that still, because, I mean, let's face it, the cost of money has has doubled. Now, you know, it was at unbelievable lows a year ago, but it's gone up significantly. How is that affecting us? I, I still see a lot of cash buyers. I mean, we still are in that unique community where we do have cash buyers, but we still have folks that are smart enough that, that do want the loan, that they've shopped it around, they've looked for their best value. They might be using their VA now. They might be looking for uh, some type of buy down. Uh, we, we've got very educated, creative buyers. So we're seeing a little bit of everything. Hmm. Hmm. What? And I know you don't have a crystal ball, but if you did have a crystal ball. Well, if I had a crystal ball, I would hope that next year continues on the same track as this year. I think new construction is going to continue in force. We've seen a couple of new builders building one or two homes that are that are that are really trying to see if if they can make a go of it here. Uh, interested to see how that turns out, because now we're starting to see some of those mid late year 2021 homes come to completion and people start moving in. So we're starting to see some of those houses get built. Um, I, I think our prices and uh, it's an election year. I think our prices will remain the same. I mean, meaning interest rates. Yeah. I think our interest rates remain the same. And and I'm thinking, I don't think our market's going to tank too much. I think we're trying to find our new normal right now. Yeah. And, and I have heard <clears throat> other people talk about normalizing the market. And, you know, we may have a 10% change. Okay. Okay. And I mean, 10% down over all overall values after this rise that we've had, which is for us, for us has been meteoric. Um, on the West coast, they have 20 and 30%. That's going to hurt a lot more than 10% is. Uh, and I see where you're going. I think, I think we're on that same trajectory. Um, and to be frank about it, mm, eight months ago, nine months ago, building homes in the village was shooting fish in a barrel. You, You couldn't miss. There was no way to not hit now as interest rates rise, uh, they're going walk, walking more of a, of a thinner line, you know? I think they are, but I think they're still happening at the same pace. I think now some of those crazy busy builders over the past two years, you know, are, I think they're still booked. I think, I think builders are, are trying to fill up their itineraries for next year. So they have their builds lined up. I mean, I think it's going to continue at the same pace wow. with a few new boutique builders, ones that haven't been here in the past, starting to build a home or two. So I'm, well, I'm happy with that. Well, yesterday we own a property over on, on uh, Toro Del Mar. Mm-hmm. And yesterday the property right beside us listed for literally double what they bought it for two years ago. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, t- which makes me think, do I want to let go of mine? <laughs> you know? right. But at the, it, it, that's the question, you know, nonstop, but, I, I think we're even seeing this come into to townhomes that are finally finding a real bit of traction. You know, that let's face it, in many areas, the townhomes weren't the top tier. They were maybe the not the stepchildren, but they were a tier down, you know. Right. And you see those prices really elevate. What do you think that says? I well, I think that's indicative of our, of our market, though. I think if the homes are selling and there's not enough homes, 
then that moves into the townhome market traditionally, and then that moves down into lot sales. And we've seen that without a doubt over the last two years. And and I don't see that moving at all. I mean, we listed a townhome literally on Tuesday and it was sold on Wednesday. I mean, I just, they're happening that fast in the townhome market at numbers that I would have never thought of. I mean, that's the beauty of it. We're finally seeing value. You know, things like the Townhome Association, the numbers were stagnant for 10 years. Now, they didn't move at all. And if you wanted to sell, you just sold at the price point that you were going to be able to get. Now, those prices are are finally starting to represent what's in that townhome, the value of that townhome. And I, I, I think that's that's a great place to be. Yeah, I think that is a great news. Okay, so we've covered all these things. We had generally discussed what we wanted to discuss. I'm going to throw a curveball at you, but I think I know uh, the answer. You ready? Uh, ready. The POA buys the reserve properties or so many reserve properties. Your spin on that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a second. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I personally believe the reserve properties need to be taken care of. They need to be loved on. They may have future purposes. And especially if any of the reserve properties already have a purpose that we don't want to lose that purpose. And I think some of the reserve property that you're referring to is part of the spillway between our lakes part of our drainage system to get from one lake to another. And I believe one of our walking trails. I mean, uh, if the, if Cooper and the POA could come up with a reasonable price and we can hold on to some of our assets, I think it's a win-win. I think if, if we had the Wayback machine and the crystal ball Wayback machine, I think that we should have looked at the Cortez beach issue, which was a beautiful purchase. And these people are doing a great deal to it. I mean, it's going to be beautiful. I think had we had a crystal ball to look back and see that such a scenario, the POA maybe should have picked that up and started this process. My, my point is it was inevitable unless you wanted to, uh, unless you wanted. I'm looking literally down the lake right now at the Los Logos area. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right behind El Jim's El Jimador's was a beautiful piece of land that went right down to the lake. I'm mm-hmm. sitting with Jeff yesterday and we're having lunch and he said, boy, I'm, I'm really glad the, the POA bought this reserve property. You know that, no, they weren't going to move that big sewer line under there. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it didn't even dawn on me. And then I looked at him and went, oh my God, this is lakefront property. Yes. You could have built a home behind El Jim's, made the POA move that sewer system, lost the hiking trail completely. There you go. Uh, some of these properties, I don't think people understand just how absolutely dire we had to have that property. And and I, I don't think Cooper held us over a barrel for the price. I think it was a fair price, wouldn't you? I, I think it was a very fair price. And you were talking about your crystal ball about, you know, all the land prior to this, you know, back before Cortez Beach sold, you know, our POA was in a different position. We were under different leadership. We were under different scrutiny. We've got new leadership in place. We've got people that are forward thinking that have uh, a cadre of people around them that are helping them through this process. And they are seeing the value of what Cooper is offering. And, and that's all we could ask for. Yeah, that is. And, and I want to make note, Pam sent out that press release, what I thought was wonderful. She did a great job on that. But she also quoted Kelly at the very bottom of that, Kelly Hale, who said, mm-hmm. we've nearly saved enough this year through efficiencies to pay for the land that we're talking about. And 
the people don't want to hear that. Well, you said you weren't going to use those dues for blah, 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 blah. If we can save that much money and still do the right thing down the hill, I'll tell you what we had, we lost the Cedar Glades walking trails. There would have been gnashing of teeth and wailing. That's such a beautiful area. People that don't even live here are nuts about that area. And, oh, and, and it's, that daily. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it's uh, typically uh, Diane and I are in a, uh, uh, a stressful time of business year because it's CPA tax season, blah, 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 blah. So on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, we'll go, she'll come home six 30 or seven have after, after having worked nine or 10 hours, we'll go to the, the trail system, walk from one end to the other, come back down, walk over to, to, uh, I think that's mail route road over to the Balboa side, and then walk back, go across the street to the, to the beehive, get a couple of tacos. And it feels like we've had a two-hour vacation. We've just gone to a completely different world. Nobody's screaming and hollering. The phones aren't ringing. Nobody's got a printer issue, blah, 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 blah. And it's it's visiting Eden for just a couple of hours, you know? Absolutely. And we have all of this right here at our fingertips. Literally under our toes. Literally under, under our toes. Under our toes. Good <laughs> Clara, as always, it has been an absolute delight. I'm going to grab Cindy and say something to her about that I, because I've seen so many new Airbnbs come on and people contact me and say, hey, hey, listen, I want to do an Airbnb. And I'm like, caveat emptor, you know, be, be careful here. It's not <laughs> like the market was two years ago. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupted you. I said, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's different. And, and as one as somebody asked Diane one day, they said, you know, what does Diane Dennis do? She said, well, he works on Airbnbs. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, no, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It, that it is. Yeah, I'd love for you to talk to Cindy about that. And I'll be frank. I don't see how Cindy does it. That's a lot of lot of work. Well, for, fortunately, she has help now. We actually had to hire a full-time reservationist just to take reservations on the phone, even though it's an online platform. So she has help. Oh, no, no. I want that to sink in a minute. We have an online platform and we had to hire a person to help people because it. I got it. I got it. No, they're, yeah. and, and it's that busy. Congratulations, exactly. by the way. For Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson. She is Clara Nicolosi, and we will see you next time. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at one 800 364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website hsvinsideout.com and tell a friend.